This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Lots and lots to talk about. First up, Boris Johnson self-isolating. I've got to be honest with you, we're looking at number 10 being as bad as the White House when it comes to COVID parties, aren't we? I'm sure we're safer off in the pub. I mean, I sort of assumed that maybe after the knife of the long knives, Boris had just decided he'd had enough of people for a few weeks and just thought, you know what, actually, I, I'm done with a lot of you. I just want to stay in my room for a bit and just well, let you all An awful lot of people on my timeline, when I was tweeting out that he was up, I said, were saying, how convenient. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it does sort of send out very unclear messages, doesn't it? You know, in terms of, you know, he's had the virus, he's had it very seriously. Are the antibodies in the system, aren't they? It doesn't sort of fill you with confidence. And I mean, one sort of thinking, perhaps if he, if he, if it had come out that he'd been in contact with with somebody and he got into the press and he hadn't self-isolated, might, maybe he'd have taken a bit of a kicking for that, even though, supposedly, if you've had it, you're supposed to be less likely oh, yes. to be able to get it. Well, and not so supposed he's to be less likely. For... There are only four or five cases out of four million people who've <laughs> had the virus who apparently have got it again. And I'm sorry, there is the possibility that these these tests have not been accurate either you know, the first time or the second time. I mean, mm. that that is such a low risk. It seems to me that that is a easier risk that one could take. Um, but, th- but this is part of the issue, isn't it? We've got all these rapid tests. There's rapid uh, lateral flow tests being rolled out in Liverpool, being rolled out in many other cities now as well. Um, why are they not being deployed? You know, why not? Why not give the prime minister one of those every day so he can still meet up with people? The other thing I think, though, lots of reports in the Sunday Times, big long read from my, my old top colleague, uh, Tim Shipman. I used to work with him for many years and he's now a political editor of the Sunday Times. And when he says stuff's happened, it's happened. It's as simple as that. He's so well connected. Mm. And, um, and, and talking about you know, all the ins and outs of all these events with Carrie Simons and, and, and Dominic Cummings and Lee Kane and all the shenanigans around their departure. Um, and, and so much of, so of it seemed to involve social events and meals between people from different households, which, by the way, the rest of us at the time were banned from doing. <laughs> Well, it's, that is one detail that uh, you know. I think a lot of people slightly skipped over. They, they sort of thought, I did. Oh, that's a, so, well, it's because you're a journalist and you're on the board. No, no, I'm very, very people. bitter and twisted <laughs> that I'm not allowed to safely see people mm. who who've got kids at the same school as me, and therefore we're all going to catch it if we're going to, you mm. know. And and yet, and yet, it would appear that again, this is another example. One rule for them, another rule for us. True, but I don't. I haven't really seen many other people picking up on that. But I think that that is going to be something that we do look at, sort of going forward into the 
uh, into the future is actually the scenario around this. And of course, the other one is, as uh, Dan Hodges pointed out, um, one of the big accusations was that Mr. Cummings and Mr. Kane had been briefing against the Prime Minister and um, Carrie, his fiance. Uh, the point thing that Dan Hodges pointed out in the mail is, of course, uh, by extension, Carrie has been doing the same. She's been briefing against Boris Johnson. Otherwise, uh, none of the counterpoints would have come out. So yeah. I still think there's a lot of fallout from this story that we've yet to see. There's a huge amount, a lot of very angry, bitter, and twisted people. But it does seem to be a lot of relief on the Tory backbenches that Dom Cummings is is out, mm. particularly and Lee Kane. And again, um, again, I mean, I mean, I, I I don't know these 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 men from you know well well at all. But I mean, by all accounts rather difficult to work with I'm personally of the f- a fan of people who don't care about being liked and can get the job done but there's a lot I mean given that they were well certainly Lee was in charge of uh, communications they clearly weren't getting the job done well because the communications were an absolute shambles and disaster uh, for the yes. last few months so so there is an argument about that but um, there is a big question mark over D- Boris Johnson being fairly rudderless with mm. with with Dominic Cummings because Dominic Cummings has got a very clear plan about what he wants to do. He's got a backbone. He doesn't care about upsetting people or shaking up the civil service. Boris Johnson has a desperate need to be liked, mm. and 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 people have a desperate need to be liked. Don't necessarily do the right thing. They will do what they think will make them popular. And one of the reasons we're in this lockdown right now, despite the fact there's no scientific or medical evidence for it, and the evidence that we were given was proven to be false within hours. Mm. Um, um, I mean, again, not 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 a matter of opinion was proven to be false, uh, statistically, mathematically proven to be false. Um, and that was the argument they gave, and presumably the best argument they had for the lockdown. So um, the reason we are in this lockdown is because there is public support for this lockdown, according to the polls. If there was not public support for this lockdown, we wouldn't be in it. So mm. so it, it does matter massively who has got the ear of the prime minister. It does. And I think, really, you've got to look at uh, what Mr Cummings and the Vote Leave team behind him in number 10 have achieved uh, in the past few years. They are people who absolutely got the public's opinion on lots of things. And, you know, without that, it's questionable as to whether or not Boris Johnson would have ever been in number 10. I mean, but clearly, uh, they were, as well as well as they were able to do PR, as it were, as they were able to campaign for the causes that people cared about and sell it to ministers and the public alike, they were clearly completely incapable of selling themselves as people. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had such a huge amount of backlash. Now, you know, if there's one group that dislikes change, dislikes things being upset, it's probably going to be the average Tory MP. And, you know, so that was probably one thing that they had to get spot on that, by all accounts, they've just not taken into consideration at all because they felt so secure in the fact that they had the public and public opinion on their side, that they just assumed, well, the public trust us, so, you know, the Prime Minister could never dare to get rid of us because, you know, we've got all the answers. And as it turns out, actually, that just wasn't the case. No, indeed. I mean, let me just uh, give you the results of a a poll that I've had out. It's actually got 11 minutes left to vote, 26,804 votes uh, in the last 23 so hours. Um, I asked the question yesterday. Please answer honestly. The polls claim there's mass support for the lockdown, yet almost everyone I know thinks the lockdown is mad and wrong. Um, How many people do you personally know who are actually obeying the lockdown rules, not just pretending for fear of a fine? So that's the thing. A lot of people don't want to be honest about what they're doing because they're they're anxious that they'll be thought of a bad person or, you know, condemned for, you know, killing granny. Um, But I'm asking people, you know, the people you know, 10% of people said everyone I know is obeying the rules. 33% said most people I know are obeying the rules. 37% said very few people I know. And 20% 
No one I know is obeying the rules. So 57% say either very few or no one they know is obeying the rules. They're just pretending for fear of a fine, but they think it's all mad, basically. I think that is very telling. Now, it's, an uns it's a non, you know, self-selecting, non-representative poll. And I've got an awful lot of people on, on many different sides of political divide who, fo who follow me. And those, those numbers have been pretty consistent since I opened the poll. Um, I wonder if, again, if you ask people, you know, everyone, everyone, a pollster says, oh, oh, you know, do support a lockdown to save lives. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Whether or not people are actually obeying a lockdown is another matter at all. Now, does that mean the lockdown won't work, in which case we'll be in lockdown forever? Or does that mean that eventually the government's going to have to give up? Because when you've got rules and laws that most people are not obeying and judging mm. by the number of people who are out and about, it's not, you know, people aren't going to pubs because they physically can't. But um, I, I wonder if the law then becomes an ass. I mean, the, the whole issue around the lockdown and the second lockdown has always been that there was no exit strategy. Yeah. And the fact that we've got a, a, a vaccine you know, by Pfizer and supposedly you know, we're going to get results from the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine soon. And there's a lot of hope for, that that comes back with similar results. This, I think, in many ways is, is the big oversight of government, which has been that actually there was never an exit plan without this Hail Mary shot that was statistically very, very unlikely to happen. And I just kind of think that actually had this Pfizer vaccine not come out at all, the government would have been faced with a very difficult choice. I actually think in the short term, a lot of people are probably going to be a lot more happy to go along, at the very least with the pretense of lockdown, uh, perhaps until the spring, until it's rolled out, because there is now something on the horizon. But let's say that this hadn't come out at all. I, I agree with you. You'd have seen a lot more people who you know, are sort of bending the rules anyway, getting to the point that we're going, actually, do you know what? I can't go on living like this. It's not you know, financially, mentally beneficial to me. And I think that they would have been in a really difficult situation. As it happens, I think that the, uh, the vaccine has sort of saved the policy. Because when the vaccine is rolled out, the government will be able to say, well, look, we took firm action. It was difficult, but we've been vindicated in this approach. And now we can all go back to a semblance of normality. Yeah, because my thing is that this idea that well, if everyone obeys it all the time and, and is very, very good, and I'm not saying for a moment that people shouldn't obey the law. I, I object to the law. I think it's wrong. I think the law is an ass in this scenario. But you have to obey the law. I mean, that you know, you campaign to change the law, prevent the new laws being brought in that you don't like, but you have to obey the law. Um, but but, I, but I, I wonder whether, again, we've got 78 Tory MPs now are now joining that, the anti-another anti lockdown group. I and a lot of them really quite prominent you know, leaders of uh, chairs of public uh, of, of, of select committees and things like that. Uh, I think the pressure on the government to not go into another lockdown is going to be very strong. Although, again, if everyone, the whole country is in tier three, I mean, you, you're not far off anyway. Um, let's also turn our attention to what's going on in America. Uh, Donald Trump yesterday posted a tweet which appeared to look like he was conceding defeat. He, said, he wrote, he won because the election was rigged. But everyone's going, aha, aha. He's written that, you know, Biden has won. They then followed a whole stream of tweets that are justifying, no, no, you know, thus saying that he wasn't conceding. And today, early hours, he's, he's tweeted out in capital letters, I won the election. Um, an awful lot of his advisors out on the Sunday shows in America pointing out, no, no, no he's just pointing out that, you know, that it was a rigged election. But then mm. we did see, of course, um, protests outside the White House over the weekend. Uh, um, apparently a million person march. I don't know whoever does these numbers, the MAGA people. But then extraordinary violence from Antifa and BLM, Black Lives Matter people, or people claiming to be supporters of that. I mean, so, certainly when looking at the BBC and Sky News, couldn't see any of that footage. Um, mm. no, it's all over Twitter. Apparently they can't get a hold of it. I mean... <sighs> 
the whole the, sort of the dishonesty around the the narrative about who is going to be causing violence in the aftermath of an election if Donald Trump didn't get his way it, it just always sort of staggered me the cities that have been on fire that have been ransacked in the United States for the last few months have been democrat held cities being ransacked by their own citizens wearing masks and chanting black lives matter or anti-fascist slogans you know that has always been the case now as to Donald Trump himself i have no doubts that he will vacate the white house of his own volition i think that this is all part of his propaganda thing and it's nefarious it's insidious but it's part of the narrative of creating which was that the swamp that he came in to you know drain is fighting back and that he lost because of you know big city interests in washington because of lobbying because of the established yeah. elite that's the idea i have no doubt that he is going to go uh, but the part part of the problem is a lot of people are turning around saying oh well he won't go quietly he might have to be evicted he's going to cause all sorts of trouble the trouble has never been coming apart from charlottesville which was yes. you know a very curious case uh, to look at you know the elements that are involved there apart from that the the issues the violence in america has been caused by people on the radical left and people yeah. in this country shouldn't lose um, sight of that no absolutely um, I mean and again and the, neither should our media I really you know I'm, I've got no time for the MAGA people I've no time for Trump but let's stop the pretense that the people who were on the streets who were terrifying people um, I tell you what if someone came bursting into a restaurant I was in and made me try and take the knee I mean, frankly, they they could they could do what they Absolute they will scenes. they will be surprised to find how how well that goes. The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from six thirty until ten. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.